Devotional, the official Hawthorne Heights podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Hawthorne Heights Get Emotional. Uh, on this episode, we talk about our tour that we just announced. So make sure you go to hawthorneheights.com and check that out. I'm going to read some of the dates um, and places. It is a virtual tour. We are starting in Roswell, New Mexico. We have Chicago, Illinois, Reno, Nevada, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas. We've got Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Honolulu, Hawaii, Anaheim, California, Allentown, Pennsylvania, San Diego, California, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Lincoln, Nebraska, Kansas City, Missouri. We've got Wichita, Kansas, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Orangevale, California, Charleston, West Virginia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Memphis, Tennessee, Springfield, Missouri, Des Moines, Iowa, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Pensacola, Florida, Portland, Oregon, Raleigh, North Carolina, Seattle, Washington, Tacoma, Washington, Savannah, Georgia, Indianapolis, Indiana, Denver, Colorado, Detroit, Michigan, Boston, Massachusetts, New York, New York, and Los Angeles, California. Now, this is going to be, it's a virtual tour, so if you just heard a city remotely near you, go to HawthorneHeights.com, buy the tickets there. If it allows you to buy it, that means you're into the show. Um, basically, it's geofenced so that if you live near the area, you can attend that show virtually from your house or have some friends over or something like that. Um, and that's how it works. So for all those, if I said a city near you, then you're more than welcome. I think we've got all of the U.S. covered, so we're going to probably do a world one uh, sometime. But right now, the U.S. is the lucky ones. Uh, so go to HawthorneHeights.com. Check those out. If I said a city near you, that's the one. Um, and we're just doing a thing for the venues and for us and all of our team and everything like that, just trying to get on the road in some sort of way. I know it's virtually and that's a little strange, but we're just trying to figure out a way for us to come to you live. That is our goal. So uh, in this episode, we talk about everything involving this tour, answer some questions, uh, try to solve confusion and all that stuff. We talk about money of it and all that kind of good stuff. So hope you enjoy the episode real quick. On August 26th at 8.30, we have a Fragile Future Homeschool. We've got a few tickets left for that, so check that out. That's at HawthorneHeightsStore.com. Outside of that, we really hope to see you on our tour that this episode is about. Um, the tour, it goes from September 22nd all the way to... Sorry, you're with me live on this one, uh, to October 11th. We're basically doing two shows most days, one show on some days, uh, but they will be live. We will be, if you're in LA, we're going to be live, and we're going to say, hey, LA, what's up? Because we're going to pretend we're there, you pretend we're there, and we're coming to you live. So hope you get some good information out of this, about this episode about the tour, and hope you enjoy us talking about it, and hope you guys are safe and all that. All right, enough of me. Here is the episode. What's up, all you freaks? <laughs> Classes in session. What is the difference between gross and net? This is a finance term. This is something that bands have to learn very early in their career. 
And a lot of them don't pay attention to this number. And it's the most important number in any sort of small business that you can learn. Anybody want to handle it or am I handling the difference between gross and net? Um, I'm going to tell you this. I still don't know. <laughs> yes. <me>. Yes. <laughs> do you wait, actually wait, wait, not wait. know? Do you actually no, I, not know? No, I, I do know. I was going to say, you're settling our shows every night. Dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. Man. <laughs> Hey, this guy. Hey, how come we never have any money? Well, we figured it out. Poppy's been handling our money for five years. Basically, it's really easy. Here's how you figure it out. When you see the big number and then you watch the, the number fly out of that number, that grosses you out. <laughs> and you're, you're standing way underneath that gross number, holding a net, hoping to catch whatever's left. And that is gross versus net. That is it. You're just <laughs> yes, standing there with a net. You hope your net's bigger than it is. It's never as big as you want it to be. And you're just trying to catch money like you're in one of those money booths at a bowling alley. <laughs> so basically the gross amount of income is when everything is all put together in one pot. That's the gross. So if we sold uh, 100 $10 tickets, that would be $1,000. So the gross would be $1,000. And then everybody gets to take a bite out of it. And after everybody gets their bite, that's where you get the net, which is what the band actually earns. And in this uh, instance, the band doesn't even earn net. So we're going to start this uh, new podcast off talking about the virtual tour that we just announced called Stay Home with Hawthorne Heights. And we're here to answer every question that we've seen people ask because we're in uh, extremely unusual times. You guys are used to just buying a ticket uh, either from your phone or from your computer and then taking, you know, some sort of like probably screenshot of it. It's a Ticketmaster ticket. Holy hell, what was that, a shotgun? My dog just unplugged my computer. Continue. <laughs> that was a shotgun. God. Get a boxer, they said. It'll be fun, <laughs> they said. So anyway, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Screenshot right. of your tickets. Oh, yeah, the tickets. Um so, and a lot of people have like QR codes and stuff like that. But the, the, the bottom line is you buy a ticket, you bring some form of that ticket to the music venue and you're into the show. And that's very, very easy. And that's what we're used to. But the world is flipped on its side and we got to make some different uh, decisions. We got to try different things in, uh, in the music industry or in any industry. It's called a pivot. So we have to pivot. We have to try and figure out how to play shows and um, or you can sit at home, you know, like a band like Aerosmith, they can just sit at home. They got millions of dollars. They've got a, you know, 50 year music career. They don't have to get out on the road. They don't have to play online shows or anything like that. They can just kind of be their band. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that uh, Billie Eilish probably doesn't have to play shows right now. She probably is just making appearances and stuff like that. 
Um, or if she wants to go live or something like that, it's totally at her discretion and she can have fun doing it. But there are a lot of, uh, a lot of bands in the industry that in order to keep the wheels moving, they have to figure out a way to start creating some sort of income. And, um, that's kind of what we're focusing on right now. But most importantly, we weren't just trying to figure out how to help Hawthorne Heights because there's a lot more that goes in behind the scenes than just the four guys that you see on the stage. So what we wanted to talk about after showing you the difference between gross and net, we want to apply that practically uh, with what we're doing with our virtual tour. So in a regular setting, like in the regular band setting, when we, when we normally drive to a different venue across the country and then you guys come to see us, this is who goes into that. You have the local venue. So let's take, for example, um, the Roxy in Los Angeles. We're playing the Roxy tonight. We have to drive to the Roxy. So that's a physical venue that's sitting there. They're going to get some portion of the money. And then there's a local promoter, somebody who's actually getting the word out about the show. They're going to get some money. And then there's the band. We're going to get some money. But before we get some money, our booking agent is going to get some money for booking us at the Roxy through the local promoter. And before our booking agent gets some money, our manager is going to get some money because he is the one who connected us with our booking agent who thought about the tour. So all of those people, they want to eat. And guess what? They're all very hungry. <laughs> so they all want to bite. And guess what? We're, we get to eat last. The buffet is open and all everybody is walking up and we are just waiting until they're done. So let's talk about right now how uh, the virtual tour stay at home with Hawthorne Heights. Let's talk about the metrics in that. So our tickets, you'll notice are $12. $2 of that 12 is for the company who is providing the streaming, which is called Future Beat. They're normally a VIP ticketing company who works with a lot of big artists. So they get $2 off the top. It's like a service fee. Let's cut it down to the regular $10 ticket now. Well, 15% goes to our artist manager who is 5B, and we're happy to do it. We have 10% to our booking agent, Ben, at APA. That's a dollar. And the local music venue, in this instance, we just talked about the Roxy, even though the, I don't even think the Roxy's on this tour. Uh, it's just a place we like to play. But they would get a dollar. So the whole idea is to infuse everybody that we are typically used to working with to give them some cash. So we tried to figure out some of our favorite venues across the country, and we tried to stick away from big box venues, stuff like Live Nation and stuff like that. Nothing against them. We're just trying to help the little guy because we are also the little guy. So by buying one $12 ticket, you're helping out a company called Future Beat, who is uh, a ticketing company on the forefront of the music industry. Uh, you're helping our band manager 
who is a part of 5B Artist Management, which is a big management company that works with bands like Slipknot and Motionless and White. Sweating Bullets! And Megadeth (laughs) and uh, The Bronx. A bunch of, Pennywise, a bunch of great bands. And then you're helping out our booking agent, Ben Minsterlow, who has handled us for, for many years and always has done a great job. And uh, he works at a company called APA, who they book so many incredible bands, a lot of bands that you guys like. They book Bayside, they book Census Fail, they book um, Newfound Glory, they book a bunch of great bands. Poets, so authors. They definitely <laughs> actors, literary, literary comedians, geniuses. Emily Dickinson. <laughs> uh, and then. Doesn't she sing for Iron Maiden? I think she was. I heard that. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and then the, uh, the local venue that we talked about, in this case, the Roxy, gets $1. So you break that all down and you get, we're at, out of that $12, we get $6.50 to Hawthorne Heights. Sounds like a lot of money. But wait, but there's more. <laughs> there's a catch. There's always a catch. So out of that $6.50, we have to figure out how to pay the actual studio that we're broadcasting from because they're going to have four employees there that are going to be micing our stuff up and running the video cameras. So we're actually employing those people too. And then we have to pay our friend Mark Rose. He ain't playing for free either. So... You have all of those costs, and then the band probably takes home, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe like four bucks a ticket. That's probably my guess right now. So $4 a ticket. Um, I was about to say, yeah, nobody plays for free except for possibly us. (laughs) 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 So most of those are not fixed costs, meaning if we sell 100 tickets, you just chop it out of 100 tickets. But the venue is a fixed cost, and uh, paying our support is a fixed cost. So we're looking at $10,000 that we have to raise uh, before we start chopping, chopping it up and making some Hawthorne Heights money. So I hope that, that, that you understand the metrics and the finances a little bit better. And that is exactly why we are offering things like VIPs, and then the faces in the crowd add on to the VIP, which I think is hilarious. I can't wait to see some faces. We're going to be playing back to some uh, so, some face cutouts of you guys, which is hilarious. Uh, I'm thinking, this, I'm thinking about buying one just so I can watch us play, and you guys have to watch me in the crowd <laughs> watch us play. Yeah. I'm going to buy one for, for Mr. Pibbs. We're gonna have Mis- Mr. Pibbs is going to be keeping an evil eye on us making sure that we're doing things right. So we could have, we could have one of Pibs there making sure that the venue is always a safe space. <laughs> just always weird. there keeping eye. We put a security shirt on him. It's all good. He'll get it. He gets a dollar a ticket yep. just like anybody else. It's <laughs> yeah. no big deal. Yep. Buy um, his balls back. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, whoa. Uh, uh. So, 
as you can tell, the, the metrics are complicated. But what yeah. we're doing is actually pretty simple. And the reason that we're doing it is even more simple, which is we want to raise money for our band, which helps support our families. We want to, ra we want to raise money for our music venues that we've been playing for the last 17 years because those are at a real threat right now. If you think your favorite band can't play shows, well, those venues can't have bands playing shows, and those venues are real estate, which they're expecting a mortgage payment every single month. So that is going to be really tough to uh, to outlast this this pandemic that we're dealing with. So that's why we wanted to include an actual venue. When you see a venue on the ticket link, that is what that means. We're not driving to their venue. We would love to because we would love to go see some of them and go to our favorite places. But this is just our way to include them and to be able to infuse them with a little bit of cash. Uh, and then also you'll notice that when you click the link, there's a local promoter. So the person that we usually use to put on the show rents the venue. Uh, and so we're trying to keep our promoters there and also being able to earn a little bit of income as well. And then you have our booking agent who gets 10% uh, of all this stuff. We're trying to keep him in his job and our artist manager uh, we're trying to keep him in his job as well. And then you have the band again. So it's we're trying to help out as many people as we can. Oh, one thing that I forgot, the music studio that we're renting in Troy, Ohio, that's four people that we're going to be able to employ every single night. So that's four four jobs that we're creating for this. So, you know, there there is a lot that goes into this. And hopefully everybody gets on board because we'll be able to raise a lot of money for a lot of people and uh, play shows and try to keep our band, uh, you know, financially fit as well. I hope that that's not too complicated because now we're going to talk about actually what happens when you get when you see the ticket links. Somebody mm -hmm. else want to explain that? Mark, you want to explain what happens when you just cl click a click a ticket or is he on here right now he's on, he's on oh, well, i think he's on i'm here so if you click a ticket link uh they've got something going on that feature beat set up called geofencing which is a way for us to do it like a tour to your area um so it's not like we're just playing a show every night to just anyone in the internet it's a way to kind of like set it up per date and the way the geofencing works is you have to be within a certain radius of that city but we have it set up in a way where the whole united states is covered so um for example if like you don't see um a st louis state and it's not on there uh just click like the kansas city or something like look and see whatever the closest date is to you and if it works and you can open the the ticket link you can purchase a ticket and watch it um and then when you go to the ticket link it's we've set it up this way so the vip and the tickets are all on one page so when you go there's an option to purchase just the ticket um and i believe let me check i believe that if you would like to just watch the show the tickets are i think they're just 12 dollars. correct yeah yeah um yeah so if, if you just want to watch the show and you can click that and watch the show i know there's details on there too that if you uh cannot 
watch at this at the actual live time because of work or whatnot or prior commitments. Uh, it will be up for a while, so you can watch afterwards. Uh, as long as you bought a ticket, your link will work. Um, and then also right there, there's an option to get the VIP, and the VIP is priced, so it includes the the ticket link and all the wonderful VIP options that we've we've put together for you. And um, yeah, so this is kind of a way where we can do it like a tour and go go to sp- those specific areas and see fans in those specific areas and play for them. But um, you can watch safely from your own home. Also, uh, also real quick. Also future beat is a, usually we handle a lot of this stuff ourselves. Future beat is a company that has technology. We don't. So the goal is if we're playing Roswell, New Mexico, we can be live and we can say, Hey, Roswell. And then the people that are around that area will see us do that. We're not just recording one show and then piping it yeah. out to the world. They offer a chance for us to play. I'm doing air quotes, but this is audio in different cities for each show. So we can like actually address them and talk about local stuff and blah, 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 blah. So that's yeah. why we've incorporated them. And that's what that extra money is for because we quite frankly, we don't have the tech to do that. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job setting it up with the radius stuff and um one thing i wanted to too is every show we're performing live so even the days where you see i've seen some comments on the original ad mat where people are like how could you be playing new york on this night but then the same night you're playing los angeles well the way we're doing that is um one of the things we considered is matt matt is at home in nashville and the and the rest of us are up here near dayton <coughs> excuse me so <clears throat> So since we're actually not we're not just recording a show and, and broadcasting it over, since we're actually treating it like a tour and performing every night, we've got to bring Matt up here to us in a safe way to do it. So we're just trying to maximize our time. So we're we're actually like when you see that we're playing, for example, New York City one day and then the same day of that night we're playing Los Angeles, we're gonna perform two shows that day. So we're just because of the time difference on the West Coast, we'll just do that later here. Um so that's that's why you can see two shows. We're not, we're not like just broadcasting that and then taping it and then, and then reposting it later. We'll be performing again. So you'll get your own individualized show. Yeah. If you look at the dates, you'll see East coast is on the early show. West coast is on the late show. That's because of time differences. So it allows us to play both. So, uh, and it's kind of cool. I mean, the internet allows us to play New York and LA in one day. That was never possible before. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Oh, it's possible, but you need a jet and a little yeah, bit of cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the rich world, from what I've read in an yeah. article the other day, it's called a PJ. Um, I mean, you could you could do it. They call it, they refer to it as their PJ. So. Gotcha. You could do it, but yeah. your your net and gross is going to be a lot oh, different yeah, if net. you're doing that. If you're flying, <laughs> you're going to need a bigger net, buddy. If you're yep. flying to those. Uh, yep, so I was, that's that. I was looking through these dates and. Uh, even though it's virtually, I'm just kind of excited that some of these places and promoters we've played for and worked with over the years so many times. Uh, it's kind of neat that um, even though we're performing from the same space over and over, just to like kind of know that we're doing it with them and teaming up with them is kind of fun. Do you know what we should do? We should every day we should like change our uh, our phones to the local time of where we're playing, <laughs> and then like put it up to the thing to prove that prove that we're live. I think we should put a a giant white 
backdrop behind us and every day we should get there four hours early and with sharpies draw in what we remember the venue looking like behind us <laughs> man that would be it that would be tedious yeah well, we should do we should base we should base we should base food on where we're playing that night is there a dallas show i forget if i saw that on there yeah is there a dallas one? okay so dallas one somebody bring tacos because we always go to fuel city yeah <laughs> That's a very that that is a very good. Uh, it's fun. Way, that's a very good way of thinking about it. Every day when we go to uh, purebred coffee, we can be like, "Hey, we're at uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever." Like well, our favorite coffee. We're shop at Stumptown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or or we could just do uh, normal band stuff and then just everyday pizza for lunch and dinner, which <laughs> yeah. is also tour. So, but we could at least make it regional pizza. Yep. By the way, I need, I am going to call Little Caesars and make them make a shirt that says contactless delivery since 2012 or whenever they <laughs> – I want them to do it. I want them to lean hard in the fact that they've been doing come grab your own hot pizza and get out of here. I just I just realized there's a pilot on the way home from Troy to my house, so I can definitely after that late show stop <laughs> and get something on the way home. There you go. Like there's a flying J too. Yeah, <laughs> a little something cold to drink. You just yeah. always somehow you always end up with a Powerade, and you're like, "Why did I yeah. get this?" I might make Poppy drive <laughs> us back to Dayton in the van, and I'll fall asleep in the back. It's just be like <laughs> just like on tour. Yeah. Poppy, wake me up. We're at the hotel, Miz. You got to check us in. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Mark, so basically, when you, when you get your paycheck and you look at it every time, and you go, "God, I can't believe they take that much." Uh, Samesies, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> But. It is, it is great that like our, I, we're at this point in our career, I I'm stoked that we have a, a team of people that specifically like our manager and booking agent that we, we've loved and we've worked with for a while now. So like, it's cool to, to have everyone's input on something like this. And I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's strange. We've never really broke it down or like those people are like, like everyone listening to this knows our band is the four of us, but those people have been with us so long now and are such like a, important part of our team so it's it's kind of weird to like talk about them and on a live thing where we're like other people can hear right. it it's like they exist <laughs> i was listening to uh there's a bad christian episode a few months ago and matt carter of course thinking like a crazy person he's talking about how much money emory has pumped into the economy over the course of their career so it's kind <laughs> of like this but he's saying like every babysitter every parking Ta- that's every a lot time somebody of, that's parked, a lot of babysitters. Every time somebody went to eat before the show, he's like, "That is millions of dollars that Emory has pumped into the economy." Mm-hmm. Like, which I mean, I, I never thought about it like that, but that is kind of crazy. Like that they is, got like it is forty five kids, right? That's a lot of. Yeah. Well, no, he's he's talking about just people baby having babysitters to come to the show. Oh, I like see. so you get oh. a babysitter and you go see Emory, and on your way you grab dinner and pay for parking. That's a three hundred four hundred dollar night. And so that money that goes into the economy just because you want to go to an Emory show with 100 people, that number probably is staggering over the course of 15 years, 20 years, whatever they are. That's crazy. Yeah. I would have never, that would have never crossed my mind. No, but that, uh, that's about. Matt Carter. <laughs> he brought it up and I'm like, that is true. Like, God, that's so insane to think. So about. Do, you, do you think that because we do so much stuff in-house because we can 
do our own merch and do our, a lot of our designs and our own website? Are we are we just crushing the economy right now? <laughs> no, because people would still pay for that parking, pay for that dinner, pay for the whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, I know you're saying. That. But I mean, we we basically we just keep more of the money for ourselves, which goes into our local economies. But yeah, but every but he's basically saying that when you go to uh, Montgomery, Alabama, you're like basically giving a stimulus to the local economy that night by local, local babysitters, local food, local parking garages, local toll, toll booths. You're basically stimulating the economy every day. Yeah. Which is fun because we still have to pay his, local taxes afterwards. It reaches past just the venue. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty crazy it's pretty when rad. you think about it. And it takes a person like that to think about it. I never did until he brought yeah. it up. I miss those dudes. <laughs> yeah, those me too. Awesome. You got to listen to Bad Christian. It's the only Matt Carter I get. I get about an hour a week, and it's great. Speaking of our our extended team, we did so much touring with them last year that it's it's weird to be doing band stuff and Emery's not hanging out around us. Mm-hmm. I miss those guys. Mm-hmm. I have a I have an unrelated question. Is everybody going robot? or Is it just me? It's just you. Uh, Matt is going robot. I'm going robot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, just checking. Well, on mine, it sounds <laughs> fine, but I'll edit out whatever. I just, I mean, I'll check my internet. You know, maybe Robot Poppy's making an appearance. I don't know. Hey-o. It's only Hey-o. time. It's got to be time for Robot Matt. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody, everybody gets their own. Everybody's had a chance. So we did a uh, we did a turn up the volume shirt. Everybody liked to apparently liked our little characters. Maybe we'll all have robot characters on a t-shirt one day. That's fun. I like it. That's fun. All right. Not right now. So what do you guys want to talk about next? Or do you guys just want to start with what you guys have been doing this week? Because we always do that. Or do you just want to jump in the next thing? It doesn't oh, matter to me. We've basically just been doing this. So yeah. trying to figure out how to get this started, trying to film all the promo for it, uh, Mark working on the images for it, and then, you know, that's that's basically it. We haven't even started doing the uh printing of the merch board or anything like that i will uh, i will say since the lad last podcast taping uh if we're including that and in what we've been doing uh we've sent out a load of turnip shirts so everybody that wanted ordered a turnip shirt thank you uh poppy and jt worked tirelessly to get them printed and myself and our friend ashley that helps us work tirelessly to ship them and uh we're so stoked that we were finally able to get those out to you. They're all caught up and out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're out. Yeah, they're out. It's a wild time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. basically all, all we've been doing. And now we're going to have to start getting into uh, actually working on this virtual show. Yeah. Uh, so let's segue into, into the set list and how we make a perfect set list because this is – different than anything we've ever done before um we can't play for three hours because we're actually going to be playing for an hour and 15 minutes or so twice so two and a half hours that we're going to be playing every single day in addition to doing a vip um let's Let's hear from everybody about what what do you find to be the most annoying 
part of trying to make a set list because we've been doing it for so long. What's the uh, most annoying part? What's the part that you dread of the set list? I know, I know the most, most annoying part for me is if I say, okay, this should go here, this should go here, this should go here. And then you play the show and there's some ending to beginning transition that you didn't think of. And you find out real quick, it didn't work at the show. And then somebody mentions that it sucked afterwards. And you were, and really you're just guessing like everybody else, but there are certain yeah. songs that work back to back and certain songs that don't, but it's like, it's like doing a uh, virtual tour for the first time. You don't really know what you should have done different until you throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah. So it's kind of like the annoying part to me is thinking you really nailed it. And then you get to one note at the end of a song and then you go, Oh, I'm, this is not going to go into this next one smoothly at all. That moment of time where you go, Oh, this doesn't, this is not going to work. This is not, but it's too late now on stage. That's my, that's the annoying part. Yeah. For, for me, the hardest is, is trying to, it's the, the puzzle of always trying to fit new songs from our newest release along with um, some song, different songs that we want to play over the last I don't know, five to 10 years. Um, but then also fit kind of like the bangers and, and set staples that we have to put in. Because once you put in the set staples and stuff, uh, you know, we're only playing, we can only play what, 15, 12 to 15 songs a night on our set. So like there isn't a ton of room. So when you put out a new record, you want to play the new single or whatever. And then, uh, but then there's always stuff like we're always guilty of not playing stuff off the EPs, like the hope, hurt, hate. EPs and uh, so for me the hardest part is fitting new stuff and kind of other stuff we've been saying for years we want to squeeze in and then still having the slots to play like kind of the songs we feel like we need to play do you feel like do you feel like when we make a set list we always we know the first song we know the last song and then we kind of sprinkle in the other stuff and then by the time you get to the end there's two new songs <laughs> waiting to be put in but yes. you can't put them back to back to together. So now yeah. you basically have to rip up the whole thing and start from scratch, but it happens yeah. every time. And have you noticed the last several tours, like we've, we've been trying to fit more new and, and like kind of curveball songs in there. And that's why we're going, we always go into it with like something like 10 more songs than we can actually play. Yeah. And then we have and to, one, one good thing we did when we pushed a couple, maybe a year or so ago, we pushed Nikki FM to the front of the set. Mm -hmm. which I think was real, a good move uh, just cause we always like save like four or five songs for the end. But then we try to like do like banger, banger, new song, banger, banger, banger. But yeah. it's kind of nice <laughs> to get like opening song, regular song, banger, regular song, new song, banger, regular, like just more varied yeah. like that. Yeah. But there is the, 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 the hardest thing and the most frustrating thing is there is no right answer, but yeah. there is definitely a wrong answer. And you there really don't know. There are times you, do you go from one song to the other where you go, that is wrong. And there's not a right one. There's not a perfect set list. That's always been the joke. And it but doesn't matter. There's definitely a wrong ones. It doesn't matter how many times we go over it on paper and look at it. You don't know until you're up there playing it if, if it feels right or not in that order. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know until at the show 100% if it works or not. Yep. Mm -hmm. the, the thing that I. I don't want to say hate because I don't really hate it, but it's an, an annoyance. 
when we try to add something in we try to add like okay we're going to do this song that we don't typically play okay so we don't really rehearse it before the tour so it's ready but like we'll we'll do it at sound check and we go into a sound check we get the first day we get a sound check and then we never get a sound check so like this song that we want to put in and play for the fans that have asked for it we just we never get there because we'll call it hard to breathe we'll call it we'll call it hard (laughs) to perform um but that happens a lot like we try to like put in this song that we've never really played and we never get there because we never have the time like we we're not really a sound checking band like because we don't bring our own sound engineer if you that's another thing that people don't know like a lot of bands sound check but if you if the the point of the sound check is like for us to make sure that it sounds good on stage and that like everything's set and dialed in so when we walk on stage it's like all ready to go but if we're using an engineer that's in-house um they've probably adjusted things so there's everything's different you have to kind of do it all over again or sometimes like the headlining band just there isn't enough time for the, the support bands to actually get a sound check and like practice essentially is like what it's kind of coming down to. It's like you're using sound check to practice. And then, so if you have like a couple of songs that work really well together, but then you have to take one out, you're rewriting the set list for that one song, like, because it's omitted now. It reminds me of uh, there's, what is that quote? Like when we try to play a new song, but it, it never happens and then kind of just mixes up the whole thing. There's a quote, it's the road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. It. it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> definitely true. And like and we that, go on that of, road to hell on a tourly basis. Well, that's kind of one of my frustrations too. And it really just has to do with the fact that we operate DIY and that we don't really have enough time to like, to, to carve out, you know, especially with Matt living in Nashville now. Like, it's not like we can just be like, hey, dude, we're, we need to work four times a week for the next month. You know what I mean? That's just, that's really hard to do. Um, and like, and I feel like a lot of bands, like you'll see like uh, on Instagram or, you know, some social media thing, like a band, like when Blink-182 when, Blink was getting back together, you would see them in a rehearsal studio and they yeah. were just going through their tour production, the songs, like they were spending weeks doing that stuff and we don't really have that luxury to just take that much time out of our day and our lives to like we just yeah we have other we have so many other parts of the tour that we also have to worry about especially as as you're leading up to tour it's like okay like we got to get it printed and like packed up and like mark and jt are doing things like internet wise yeah it's, it's a very busy time right before a tour so we do like kind of guarantee we kind of use that notion of we're going to get a sound check and we'll like hash some ideas out that we didn't get a chance to and and then it's like all right we don't have that anymore yeah it's that's that's kind of what i was going to say it's you know we're not really like a massive enough band to where we can be like, all right, well, we have to play for like an hour and 45 or two hours. Um, so it, if, if you had to do that, then you would definitely be able to fit more songs. Um, 
and you would be able to have proper like rehearsal time and stuff like that. So we're kind of an in-betweener band where our set is normally around an hour. And that's like, maybe like, I don't know, 12 songs, something like that. So it's always a delicate balance of playing the fan favorites mixed with uh, what I call a wild bird. If you want to mix a little wild bird in there, uh, sometimes the wild bird just never makes it like onto the set list. And it also, then you have, is the wild bird ever going to be able to compete with saying sorry or pens and needles or something like that? And the answer is no, but most importantly, the wild bird doesn't need to compete with those songs. It's more about, uh, how odd and strange and atypical that song is. So, yeah, I mean, there's people that come to see us at multiple shows, multiple tours, and it's nice to give them something Bad else. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though I live here for future, I'll be ready with any song except for Crimson Sand in Quebec City. Outside of that, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, but, I'll 89% at night one, I'm 100% at night two. But if we have a head, if we have a headlining show, we can sound check. The problem is lofty goals, not in a headlining scenario. That's yeah. You know, you know, you know, when we talk about like a perfect set list, it doesn't really exist. But if we're playing like a warp tour set, warp tour was thirty minutes. That's what every band got. If you're playing like a head or a support set, like when we were trying to do the Bayside Census Fail tour, I think our set time was thirty five minutes we can write a 35 minute set pretty easily because yeah. we have, we are fortunate enough to have six or seven songs that everybody likes. It's yeah. Like, and we, the, but we won't even playing. be able to, we won't even be able to scratch the surface. Uh, we won't be able to, to even see one feather of a wild bird in no, a 30, in a not, 35 minute set list. But that's not also that. not generally when you need a 35 minute set list, that's also not where you should be petting wild birds. I like Warp Tour is not a setting for like, hey, here's a here's a cover of uh, <laughs> this Misfits B side. It's just not well, the time for that. Well, sadly, what happens on those kind of sets is like we'll play the the one new song from the new release, and then the rest is like heavy hitters from the first two records. And then what gets and it's it kind of has to be that way. So then what gets kind of thrown out is we're not playing anything off fragile future or skeletons or the eps because it's either that or a new song and we have to play a new song right it, it is entirely different too you're you're we're talking about a band uh you know 17 years in multiple records like you know what what is there 70 songs smash hits smash, smash <laughs> hits but even if they weren't hits like think about yeah. i mean our other band the story changes we have six records like writing a set list when you're when your band has a lot of songs is just hard when you're starting out the reason why hardcore and punk bands play 15 minutes is because they don't have anything else like when they start out they have an ep it's super easy like we're gonna play everything we have twice well my favorite my favorite is that new gulch album that gulch album is 15 minutes long and i bet they went well there's half the set 
That is their set. Their <laughs> set isn't even that long. I watched yeah, because I can only imagine they're minutes. playing it faster. I mean, I it's guarantee 12, it. It's 12 minutes. So, yeah. so that that is, that is a huge thing that a lot of – I mean, the fans and the band, like you, you're trying to find that balance of what works for you to play and what the fans want to hear. But I do think that our band is very good in one way. I don't think we hate playing any song. Like the, like I have I've heard this question asked many times. Like, do you guys ever get sick of playing Ohio's for lovers? I don't think any of us have ever gone like, I don't want to play that tonight. Never. I've never no. heard that. Never. And no. JT makes a really good point. It's the people that are coming to see us play. If they want to hear that song, we're going to give it to them because it the song was written by you guys, but it's put out there in the world and they love it. Like, why would you ever like deprive somebody of like that song that they really well, it's, like? It's also like really stupid thinking because the only people it would be annoying for is us for. That's the only people yeah. that would be annoyed by it because we're the ones that have to hear it every night. Mm -hmm. Everybody else once a year. Mm -hmm. So, or if you even, will, even if it's twice a year, who cares? Yeah, it's if a, if you will sacrifice everybody <laughs> else's enjoyment for your three minutes of annoyance, you're an idiot, and you don't yeah. understand. Like it's like when those when an actor, I can't even think of anybody's catchphrase. Like Aaron Paul, if he's in a McDonald's, if I say, "Give me the bitch," whatever, did not he say something like that? Yeah, like, bitch. Yeah, yeah, bitch. bitch. Just give it to me, dude. Just give it to me. Like, I know that you're annoyed and I would never do that to him, but it is part of the gig. It's fan service, dude. Like you're, you're not. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's actually a little bit different. You would, nobody would ever walk up to us at a coffee shop and say, uh, how many of a little bit of the house for lovers jam? Uh, I but bet I've, I think uh, I've heard that actually. Oh, I've heard that for sure. They absolutely do that. Hey, JT, sing me something. JT, sing me something. Fuck them. Hey, fuck you. If that's your thing, <laughs> fuck you. But yeah, it is, it is like the, us playing a show. It's not, it is us doing it, but it's not for us. Yes. It's not always about us. Well, yeah. if you, if you guys, you know, you can go ahead and be punk rock and feel that way, but I'm going to go ahead and talk to my friends, Liam and Noel, and we'll see if they have the same, uh, yeah, I was going to say, say the they're, same stupid. they're stupid. They're <laughs> stupid. Like, Oasis do you think, do you think Smash you Mouth gets sick of playing All-Star? <laughs> yeah. No, Smash Mouth probably doesn't get sick of playing All-Star because they're like, hey, we stopped being pretentious when we were on the Shrek soundtrack. We're fan service. We're doing whatever no. we want to do. Well, let's, From Shrek let's to Sturges. Yeah, let's ask <laughs> them how, the, how they're set at the Buffalo Chip when. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Since we're talking movie soundtracks, when are we going to start playing that jam off Electra? <laughs> I don't even, is that the right movie? Yeah. Uh, how about this? When, uh, when Electra, when Electra gets released on Netflix, we'll, we'll start playing it. What is the song? Um, I don't even remember to be honest with you. I, said, how I think that's the angels. Song? I think that's the, the song we did with Cameron. That's another wild bird that can't be caged. Because <laughs> I know Underworld, Underworld's the the electronic song, and I think the yeah. rock song was on Electra. Oh my yeah, god, you guys right. are fucking movie moguls. <laughs> oh yeah, man, we got Hollywood on lock. Oh, yeah. Real quick, I wanted I want to ask something, and I don't know the answer of this, but 
Is there something you do? Okay, so like, for example, the other day when we did that web show, I was like, okay, I haven't really sang in months, like sang actively. So for like three days before, I always do this before a tour, about a week before I'll start like listening to Newfound Glory really loud in my car uh, because I can harmonize the whole album. Um, I'll listen to Glassjaw because it's high, uh, but I'll start just yelling, yell singing just to blow my voice out to get prepared for singing over long periods of time. Is there anything before a show or tour that you do to like get yourself ready to do it on a daily basis? Or do you just fucking, or is that laundry? <laughs> you just do laundry, put it in a suitcase and then go. Cause I always go, I drive around and just start you yelling. Asking? Everybody. I just want everybody to go around and see. Cause I, I do stuff before that just to blow my voice out. Cause I know if I don't, I'll just have no voice. Yeah. So is there something any of you guys do before that? Because I mean, we're going to have to always, do it. We're going to have to do it to play two shows in a night, whatever. It I is. don't have to sing. So I have to just make sure like my arms I'm practicing, which yeah. I do. I try to practice with at least my pad every day or two. Right. So my wrists, but like, I don't have to sing. So that's a different scenario. Yeah, yeah. For me, like I go through the songs acoustic because it's more about, uh, lyric and melody recall than right. it is about uh physically being able to do it because i know that that's going to come you know it might take a couple of shows but and that's also what the rehearsals are for for me because like uh i i have to work on the memorization yeah. skills of anything <clears throat> especially like if we just came off of making a record or something like that. Like you might've played Ohio's for lovers a thousand times, but you haven't thought about it. You've been so deeply concentrated on trying to get the lyrics right to something else that like your, yeah. your mind just floats, your mind can float out of it. Right. Uh, so I try to retrain myself in that regard. Uh, because the funny thing is, is when you get up there and you're singing, and if your mind drifts, you can fuck up. And it's oh, not yeah. because you oh, don't yeah, know for it. Sure. it. It's not because you don't know it. It's because you're, you're just, yeah, you're unfocused. And the, the arrogance of, of your brain thinking, I've done this a thousand times. It's, you know, you got this. You don't always have it. No, yeah, I still do. I still do Ohio's for, before every tour over a decade at this point, probably. I will run our set list in the car and I'll pick my steering wheel because I line, I'm not a person that can naturally sing and play at the same time. So where my pick goes, that's when I line up vocals. So I figure out if I'm on an up or a down or whatever. So I will pick my picking pattern on the steering wheel and sing harmonies for when Man, I that's have a, to, that's unsafe. I jump in. It is probably unsafe, <laughs> but I have to like jump in because background vocals, you have to like jump in at weird times. Yeah. So I have, I have to, to do, do some of that too. I have to do that with that. To, to me, it, it helps um, for figuring that stuff out when I'm kind of more, it's like how I move back and forth. I don't know why I'm moving back and forth. You guys can see me doing it with the podcast. <laughs> can't, but, um, it's knowing like where, where the word, like, if, especially if I'm trying to play like a lick or something, like something I would do that and scream like a little bit or something like it's knowing like where when you sway back and forth, where the kind of, it's not just the one, but where the emphasis on the word goes. And then once I like, 
correlate that to that part, then I can do it. But yep. it, it's it's <clears> a weird. It's like okay, on this part, the only way I can sing and play that part is if I move move back and forth. Or this one, I got to kind of go up and down to like figure out. It's weird. Yeah. But so I I have to kind of rehearse a little bit of that before. It's mainly just kind of like remembering like oh for that particular part singing or screaming or whatever there like over that guitar part like i gotta make sure that i'm leaning in this way when i do right. it otherwise yep. my rhythm's all fucked but yeah that's, that's the same because it's muscle muscle yeah like for me like the preparation i do in my car i could rehearsals whatever i mean i'm just doing that yeah. for rehearsal but i could do the same thing i do for a first show just because I've blown my voice out to get ready and yeah. figured out this stuff. And then, um, yeah. But I was just yeah. curious if you guys do anything I, beforehand. I kind of run through the, if we ever, so I'll knock the dust off by myself. Like usually before bed is when I'll have the time. And I just like, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going in and like putting my phone on the charger for the night and this and that. Then that's where there's like a guitar in that room. And I'll just sit down and quietly kind of go through some of this stuff a little bit at night if I have time just to kind of do it. Um, not as much, obviously, when we were touring normal and like, it's like, oh, if we're going to get a rehearsal and like, we just told, we were just on tour three weeks ago or something. I know the songs, but. Um, yeah, I, I guess I have to, I have to play through every song, like, because my, I have four limbs that are doing something. I'm like, oh, how do I, what do I yeah. do? How do I play that part? Like, and if I do it on the practice pad, it's not the same. So I do have to play the set at least once or twice just to get my it's uh, it becomes muscle memory really for everybody i think yeah yeah yep. i kind of I work on remembering vocals and stuff when i'm driving but i don't know it de- it depends like i the the virtual show we did the web store appreciation show was the first time in a while that we had been off tour so long that i felt like i needed to kind of do it a little bit beforehand more to kind of build it up so i wouldn't like scream two songs and have no throat you know, mm, yep. Um, because normally we tour enough that you just kind of build it up, you know. But um, I don't know. I definitely, I don't want to be that dickhead driving down the street just going, "Yeah, uh, <laughs> the car." I am Why definitely not? that dickhead. Yeah, I am that dickhead for sure. Pull Watch over. Rules. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do it, but you know. but I have like uh-huh. one. I have a casket lottery song I sing. Um, I've got. <laughs> a couple glass jaw songs I sing and then I can go through newfound glory self-titled and I can harmonize the whole record. And those are basically my warmups that I do for about a week before a tour, just to get my vocals just blasted out. I've been really checking out this guy named Ian. I think maybe his last name is it. Is it Caslin castle? What's (laughs) Ian's last name? That's Ian castle. (laughs) Oh, Oh, see, I do. he's, He's my guy. I do exactly what that guy probably says not to do. <laughs> he says, I'll oh, do a light warm up and get your lips going. And I'm like, ah, just get in the car and sing casket lottery really loud and blow up my voice and then do that long enough that it doesn't blow up my voice anymore. What's, what's your song? What's your casket lottery song? Choose bronze. What's that? What album is that off of? Um, it's off of blue. It's blue. I don't know the name of it. I'll find out though. Okay. But it's, like, a, it's like an absolute name. banger. It's so good. I got in a car wreck to it one time. when i was like when i was like sold me on it (laughs) when i was like 20 i forget which car it was i think it was my toyota camry i ran into somebody the back of somebody because i was rocking so hard to choose bronze (laughs) 
Um, it is on this album that I'm showing you. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, it's a band. Oh, and then Midway wow. also. Midway is another song that I'll just fucking yell. So, but yeah, I just blow out my voice long enough that it doesn't blow out when we actually go on tour, and that's my that that's is my trick. Ready? That's yep. the trick. Yep. Oh, For yeah. me, the most mind numbing when we go to rehearse without vocals, that to me is the most mind numbing waste of time <laughs> because I'm like, I don't even know where I'm at because I follow the vocals. And then I'm like, but now I'm trying to remember something that I won't need to remember because I'm trying to sing in my own head, but I don't need to know that for the actual thing. So it's kind of a waste for me, but, but it's for fun. Uh, but uh, mm. yeah, so that's my tour prep. Maybe I'll film myself doing it for, uh, <laughs> for this, uh, for these web shows. I take been, a, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. All right, here we go. <laughs> no, you know, you know, you first. You first. You first. You first. One, one, two, three. Wait, uh, wait. I, I've been filming every. Uh, I'm gonna play every Hawthorne Heights song, and I'm gonna put it up on Instagram, so you're gonna get the set list in little snippets. Nice. A little snipes. Yeah, like <clears> oh man, we're gonna oh we get they're gonna, they're gonna jam that. Basically, there'll be no music; it'll just be drums and only oh, oh, what I'm playing. Oh, they're gonna jam that, man. That's oh, easy. Shit, that's man. easy. That's easy. You can do a, a a clickbait post every day. Going, can you name this song? It Next day, on the can you list. name this song? People are like finding kick drum patterns. <laughs> uh, my my move is I typically maybe I'll film this. Um, in all seriousness, I've never told anybody this. I typically put on this piece of gear that I call the Hetfield wig, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, this company we work with, great, great company called Black Star Amplification. I put on this little clip-on, clip-on amp, put it on my strap, and I go outside with um, uh, a nice fan, like not one of our fans, like an actual fan that blows air. And I practice hair whipping and playing the songs. And <laughs> you should As get, should. you should get a fan, <laughs> like a person that just blows on you while you do it. Like just blows on your face. <laughs> the most literal. Pretty sweet. All that right. would be that would be something with some serious lung power. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not a smoker, PSA. For sure. All right. Next thing I got on here is Joe Biden. So what's your thought? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see Billy Eilish's uh, performance at the DNC? I have yeah, not. I saw that? a lot of people posting about it. I haven't seen it. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't know if she's lip syncing. She might be, but it's really hard to tell with her because she sings a lot with her mouth closed yeah. and she's so perfect and dead on in general that it's like really hard to tell. So I want you guys to watch it and see. What song does she do? That new one that I don't care for that much called My Future. It's a good song, but yeah. it's just not my thing. It's not what I want to hear her do, but she's, yeah. the singing is unbelievable it, it's hard for me to believe it's not lip sync because it's so good but i know she's yeah. so good so yeah. for anybody listening to this type billy eilish howard stern she writes a song on the spot and it's better than anyone you've ever heard singing and she's mumbling nothing it's <laughs> the most insane thing i've ever seen in my life but i just wondered if you guys watched any of that <clears throat> not yet Word. How many how many songs did we say that we need when it was be between ten and twelve? Is that correct? Uh, ten to fifteen. You mean per show? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, it depends. We're doing, because, we're doing stuff other than songs. Yeah, so. so we probably need 10 to 12, and then we're going to have a little conversation, a little bit of action, a little bit of love, a little satisfaction. <laughs> what? <laughs> song goes? Is that how that song goes? I can't you write it. No. No, a little, oh more, little less love, a little more action. Uh, the Probably FedEx guy's here, I guess. Did you hear my dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I have coming today? What's up? My, dr- my drumsticks and heads. I was finally able to order supplies for a tour. That's a deep bark. Hey, is that the beginning of Sure Shot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's been caught stealing. What's going on right there? Yeah, it's been yeah. That's that's another '90s era dog bark intro <laughs> song. <laughs> Man, you know what we need on a song? Some dogs barking. Hey, you miss dogs? <laughs> Sorry, I just went and put my shoes on. My bad. Ma. That's a dogs are barking joke. Yeah, that's true. Um, my sticks, my sticks and heads are here, sitting on my porch. I can see them. Man, everybody's getting mail. Sweet mail days. So, <laughs> so we got it called. We got to come up with between ten and twelve songs, uh, between fan favorites and a couple of wild birds, and we know that we're going to have to play. I don't know, maybe six. Six guarantees. Six, yeah, six. Six. Uh, un unchangeables, or whatever. Staples, they're constants. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at, and we consider the constants saying sorry, pens and needles, Nikki FM, Ohio is for lovers. Those are four absolute every show ever. Uh, what else would you throw in there? You'd probably as throw a, as a constant. Yeah, as a, as a almost every single show. Probably this is who this we is are. Who maybe. We are. I know we took it off for a little tiny bit, but it was like just a one tour. Yeah, it was just a. It was like a one tour. We just played this area kind of thing. Let's swap it out. But and I think the last given would be. The transition is something we've been playing a lot. Silver Bullet, we also play a bunch. Boulet. So um, that's like that's that's like seven, six and seven, like almost guaranteed songs. Yeah. You come to an off or height show, you might be give give them the bullet. You might be guaranteed for a bullet. <laughs> Which bullet, bullet, by the way, bullet starts on the fourth fret. Um, so a lot of our songs start on the third fret. So that's always a weird one to place back to, uh, back to placing songs. That's always a weird guy somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we got to dig, we got to dig deep in order. If it's only 10 songs, we're going to have to dig deep. Yeah. But one good thing, I think we were talking about doing a couple softer songs for this thing yeah. just because they're there's no audience there's no like at a live show moshing and stuff we kind of you kind of murder that when you play like an acoustic song but on this you can kind of hear everything going on you can kind of 
it kind of leaves that open to do some of that. Yeah, definitely. So it, that'll be something that we can have fun with, dig into, maybe give people some an alternate, an, an alternate version of uh, of something they've heard, or we could dig into one of the songs that we don't play very often, or maybe marry both of those ideas together. Yep, for sure. Um, but that's something that we're, we're gonna we're gonna be thinking on. So now that the tour is officially launched, we will spend every day, or maybe every minute of every day, trying to get people to buy tickets to this thing, so we can recoup the initial ten thousand dollars. <laughs> so every single day, um, every good know, business starts in the hole, right? You yes. always start in the hole if you're, <laughs> that's how you do well, it. Well, yes. I mean, I mean, that's why the whole thing, like your first five years of being in a business, you, you're not going to turn a profit. <laughs> this, this, this is the first virtual tour. We got to do five of these before we actually make <laughs> it. Right. That's <laughs> true. Shit. You're Tour's right. canceled. Oh, <laughs> uh, having some second thoughts, boys. <laughs> you know, it is going to be, and, and here's what we're, we're going to try to do is um, because we're playing, you know, there's, I think it's 27 dates and, and it's in nine or no, it's not 27 days. It's 27 shows over 18 days. And so some days we're playing two shows a day for different markets. Um, and we want everybody to have a little bit of a, you know, a special show. So we're going to have to have a couple alternates so we can swap it out. Yeah, we can flip, have, we have can an flip a, some B, things out. An A and B and C set list where they all work together and we can kind of like pick and choose between the different ones. Costume changes. Um, oh, gonna, we've said out with that lofty goal before. I mean, we did it. We did it one time uh, that I know worked and it was on Warp Tour. The, I problem with, the problem with doing that is there are certain set lists that just work better. Then I, sure. even if it's switching out two songs, sometimes there's just one that's just way better than the other one. You can flip yeah. them all you want. And then we usually just marry that because at the end of the day, the better set is better. So, mm -hmm. well, so I would say that that you are normally right. But if we're only in the 10 to 12 ball, 10 to yeah. 12 song ballpark, it makes it easier. Yeah. To there's only so much damage you can set do. Lists. Yeah. yeah. Um, one cool idea if we wanted to go down Poppy's road is, um, it Feel out be, well, it'd probably be cooler to do it. Like to switch on every other day instead of like early show X set list X late show set list Y. So that way you could at least have the consistency of one day. Oh you're, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I you're playing, the same set list and then the next day you'd be playing a different set different. list that's some of I mean. the same songs obviously but yeah i mean i mean just cool kind of so that way everybody's getting kind of a different thing yeah i like that poppy what were you gonna say well i was trying to say i wasn't referring to switching it per like on the same day i just mean having having alternate versions having an alternate set list where it's an entire set list that we've already like um 
that we know is going to work like okay this set list a has these songs set list b has these songs and they both work really well like you curate i'm not swapping something out but you curate the the alternate set list to work just as well as the first one so they're both good because we we could get three or four set lists that actually are very good and work very well because at the end of the day matt you're right like if you play it if you play something where the flow is off and like it's not it's not as good as it could be it does make us play a little bit with some like hesitation and reserve you don't want that nobody wants that Mm -hmm. like us the fans because they can hear it just as much as we can hear it what Um, we should do is we should put a dartboard up with four set lists some but one of us we film it every day we throw a dart boom that's the day that's the set list of the day. That's kind of what Tang Max Sunday did, except they did a coin flip. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it was um, it was like whole yeah, albums. Yeah. I, I want to do a choice of four, so we're going to need a four sided coin. So you get us one of those, and we'll be right on it. I, I'll, I'll I got check it. I've... Okay. Just to rip yeah. off, just to make sure we rip them off, I need a four sided coin like them. I, I was going to say Harvey Dent. I'll get a hold of Harvey Dent. He he likes coins. <laughs> coins I've got yeah. I've got I've got <laughs> I've got two coins and they both have different things on them. So you flip the first one and then you move on to your second one. You yeah, but now you're like, now you're about to get a you're about to set into equation territory once you start out of five. <laughs> hey baby. Buffalo head plus Andrew Jackson equals <laughs> you're about to get into weird stuff. Love weird stuff. <laughs> um their idea was super cool, though. They like a- actually had coins made that oh, would yeah. on w- on one oh, side really? said like yeah it said like tell all your friends. The other side uh-huh. said louder now, like you know whatever whatever album they were coinciding with, and then you could you could also buy the coins. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Things yeah. remembered. That sounds like a things remembered. Remember that store? I oh, yeah. had a hell of a. There's blast no way they're st- there. there's no way they're staying. There's no way they're staying. Right now, like right now, we're we're in things forget. We're trying to forget things. We are not trying to remember. Shit. <laughs> we we've we've remembered too many bad things. Yep. We've got to wipe the slates clean. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. That's the set uh, list. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's set list talk. That's set list talk. Yeah, yep. I've written down some. Uh, some ideas i'll send it over to you guys uh and then we can like whittle and edit it down so that way we can start talking about it and maybe actually be able to pull off a couple wild birds stuff like that because even if uh we we can do our rehearsals individually but mark and i can also get together and mark poppy and i can eventually get together as far as like playing the the loud live stuff so that way the muscle memory and everything is there for all of us and then i also, think that you, sorry go on i was just gonna say i think that there'll be a, like a two days where matt will be here before the tour starts or something mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. i will say this before our web appreciation show that instilled faith that i know we can do it because we got in a room yeah. for the first time in five months and it was just like boom we're 89 percent good to go yeah mm-hmm. So, well, we did we did have the warm up show beforehand. 
yes technically we we did play a show the night before right no but i'm saying well i'm saying we rehearsed before that drive-in show so be the whatever that rehearsal was before those shows all those shows we just got in that room and played and it was pretty damn good so yeah it it really it really was that that is the good thing that's the other you know you have drawbacks for having so many songs but when you've played them for so many years yeah it is just like okay just get back to like all right cool i just need to like do it with the other people in the room and the mm-hmm. muscle memory does really come back yeah <clears throat> and it is kind of nice we have we have those few songs you mentioned six seven songs that we know we're going to play mm-hmm. it's very easy to prepare for them we know they're coming um mm-hmm. it's not like we're a jam band where we just go all we got to practice getting the groove of jamming it out for three hours you know it's yeah kind of is what it is some of the tempos are different. The keys are different than the recordings, but outside of that, it's pretty similar. Definitely. I just sent you guys a uh, set list that I think was worked on for the web shows or something, just to have a blueprint. Oh shit! Was I accident? I just tweeted that. Was I not supposed to? Well, if you're trying to make a tweet oh, that said uh, "possible drive-in set list," then then. <laughs> That's that's it. Shit. <laughs> so, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Y'all want to call it there? I'm excited to rock with you guys, man, and not just fun. post ad mats and make videos. I'm excited to play my guitar. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more thing in uh, to our to our uh, expenses since we are going to be on tour for three weeks. Um, we. We're going to gas up the van every day. We're going to get hotels every night. We're really going to live like we're on tour. There's, I was just thinking there's a million other, like there's like all these other, like we're doing the faces in the crowd. Those require foam board and printing every day. There's a million things more that oh, come yeah. out of, that come out of our net than we mentioned, mm. but just as the wheels Definitely. turn, there's constantly more. There will oh, yeah. be more. There's always more. We don't ever cheap out on the experiences, which is, for better or worse, that's why it's so expensive. <laughs> we make it cool, so there, there'll be expenses, but it's going to look cool. So yeah. I can't wait for them to see it. Oh, there you yeah. go. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call it back there. to this work. Was a, this was a short mm-hmm. one, but it's because everybody's got stuff to do. So we just promoted it or launched a tour yesterday, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say it went perfect. I wouldn't say it went bad, but there's more work to be done. So. I'll get this edited what, and throw it, it up was today it, or tomorrow. It wasn't yesterday. It was the 19th because this will not come out today. No, well, whatever. We're, yeah, we're recording yep. this at 1 o'clock Eastern on Thursday the 20th. So Man, you're I'll talking. Try, I'll try to get it up tomorrow. Poppy's talking virtual dates about our virtual tour. Man, what a, <laughs> what a time to be alive. The future is now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're recording on Thursday, the fourth day of the week. The twentieth, we're talking four twenty, baby. <laughs> we are. <laughs> what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Today's my dad's birthday. I should probably tell him happy birthday. August twentieth. Yep. Phil, well, you know, send, me, send me my regards. Four twenty, as you yeah. would say. As you would <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> I would say. All right. Well, everybody, for tickets, go to tell them where to go, Mark.com. HawthorneHeights.com. Find the city closest to you. Click it. If it yep. lets you click it and lets you do the stuff, that means you're good to go. If you don't see your city, don't fret. If you see a city and are like, that's 
three hours from me. That's not close. Just try to click it. If you can click yep. it, you're in it. And you're supporting a a great local venue and local promoter as well as us and our crew and everyone we work with. So we appreciate it and we cannot wait to perform for you. Yeah, that's that. All right. We will. All uh, right, bras. Yeah. Oh Send us out, JT. Send us out. Yeah, boy. Little, yeah, boy. Give us some epic. Give it to us. Oh, the whole life is epic. <laughs> we're all having, we're all having a good time, having a hell of a time. Um, just, fucking come to this virtual show all right that's you've just heard us harp and talk about the difference between gross and net and there's no such thing as uh gross to a band and we're never going to reach net so uh (laughs) it isn't all doom and gloom but it it's also we don't live it's not free uh it's not free to be in a band it's definitely not free to be in a band that has been around for 17 years uh, so thank you so much for listening to everything that we do and to supporting us. And we will try our best to uh, just entertain you because that's that's basically what it comes down to. We don't want to bore you with the negativities of, of anything that's happening right now. Uh, so just stay safe out there and thank you for supporting us. Uh, see you on the internet, bros. Bye. Peace out. Yeah.